So the wedding was good. Was it? Yeah, it was... I wasn't a fan. No? No, just in general. No. This all seems redundant to me. (laughs) (laughs) I started that thread to make a joke, but it came out sounding very honest. (laughs) (laughs) I quite like the idea of... Well, I don't don't know now. Now that I've heard myself say how much I don't care, probably just don't care. Yeah. But I always had a romanticised view of of weddings and marriage and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. You still... Technically, I could still stop you from getting married. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still something you want to do. What, getting married? Yeah. Yeah. Just, but just, yeah, all right then. I'm not trying to discourage it. No. Just curious, it seems like an interesting checkpoint in your life that could be interesting to ponder for an hour. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, it's just hot seat, don't say anything you don't want anyone else to hear on a public <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I should point out that we're recording this before the wedding. Again. Yeah, because Steve doesn't want to record a podcast on his wedding day. Then, so I guess we just have to do it before. We could do a bit before. If we get <laughs> up early enough, you'll be here. Yeah, just be like, oh God, oh God! That's yeah. a good episode. Even if it's just 20 minutes to shove in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I could probably piss about with that. Could be good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, big life event occurring that... Uh, I think, I imagine, felt like it crept up on you, even though it was a whole big thing of lots of organisation. Yeah, Does it kind of feel like it's arrived a bit early? It was, it was like, uh, oh, it's it's in six months' time, and now it's tomorrow. It's not tomorrow, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, now I have to start dealing with it, I guess. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... Well, there's two there's two sides, isn't there? There's like there's the wedding day, which is like a whole big organisation thing, that's like you got to make sh- make sure everything runs smoothly and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's kind of about the bride and groom, but it's kind of like a lot about the organisation. <laughs> yeah, of and it's what gonna it's do. about everybody kind of having a good time and everything, and like mm. everyone going there is there to celebrate the marriage, whatever that means to them. Yeah. Um. But we like. Well, honey's going for that. Awesome. So that's going to be great. <laughs> she hasn't got brown shoes. So, you know, she's going to get the prejudice from everyone about that. <laughs> um, yeah, from our perspective, it's just, it's it's just, we just want to make sure people have fun. Yeah. So I think I see them as like, yeah, different things, I guess. It's the, I guess that's, well, what do you think is going to change after this weekend? After the ceremony and that's done. I've spoken to people who are married and I'm still not convinced anything's going to change. Really. As in, you, they don't think anything changed? Well, no. That, well, when you're talking they to were them. just like, oh, it's it's little things. It's subtle things. And I was just like, like what? Name change, I guess. Yeah, I, maybe. But like, even then, well, there's no change that's going to affect me. Yeah, but like, I guess join a... We've already got one. Joint accounts. Already got one. I was just like, well, we bought a house. That feels like a bigger commitment to me to buy a house with someone. Mm. It's a bigger short-term realization, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bigger short-term take on responsibility. Yeah. Whereas I reckon being married has a lot more commitment to it in terms of legality and yeah, taxes, all that, all that kind of stuff. But you don't really notice it straight away. Yeah, saying all those little things that kind of being married is more around. to do with tradition and kind of following the traditional line and everything. Mm. Like, I don't think it'll make either of us any more committed to each other. 
it's more a representation of our commitment to each other to other people i guess yeah more so than the engagement i guess Some yeah because because an engagement there's there's nothing really in an engagement beyond the ring if you haven't planned anything you've yeah. just bought someone a ring yeah and there's definitely a lot of people get kind of engaged forever yeah kind of thing yeah i know people that are engaged for like nine years yeah but then you go yeah but as you say what's the difference between being engaged and being married i guess it's the it's more for other people's benefit yeah 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 because then what's net well obviously it's that it's that it's that nuclear family process of what your life checkpoint should be yeah so find someone settle down get married have kids, don't die, let yeah. them have kids, then die. Yeah. We haven't decided on kids yet. You haven't decided which one to buy? No, no. I'm going to wait until the new vir- virtual reality kid comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want my kid to be a sex robot. It's <laughs> <laughs> always got an income, it's always you know, yeah. educated. <laughs> yeah. All that kind of stuff. Uh, Vix wants a girl and a boy, and I want a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. <laughs> Um, no, like neither yeah. of us are like fussed about kids at the minute, but we're yeah. both convinced that it'll probably just hit us at some point. Yeah, yeah, just something will click. As I'm sure at some point the decision to engage kind of felt like the time to click. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, well, it's what well, it might have been, but yeah, it wasn't like it's it wasn't our first com- year anniversary, therefore yeah. we should do this, but it could have been it's our fifth year anniversary. Let's get this. Well, going loads of people that didn't that are engaged, but no, not neither of them proposed. It was just a conversation. Yeah, and they were just like, maybe we should get engaged. Yeah, and that was it. All right, then let's go buy a ring. Yeah. Like, All right. Well, thanks everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Great story. Yeah, more of a formality. Yeah, I guess more than anything else. And then, yeah, most children are probably just formalities anyway. <laughs> so, it's just something to fill the. You know, should we get a dog or should we have a baby? Well, we'll see. If we run out of money for condoms, then I guess we'll just, we'll just have a baby. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Daddy, do you love me? You're a formality, Susan. Yeah, you're just, you just filled the space. <laughs> we didn't want to yeah. get the spare room tax. And as soon as you it. filled it, we wanted it back. <laughs> We've been trying to get rid of you ever since. <laughs> Yeah. We moved into a bigger house, but you could still find us. So. <laughs> we buried you in the garden. <laughs> we, still, we tried to sell you to that horse sex man. But, uh, <laughs> reference to last week's show. Yeah. Which is weird. But it's a, it's a reference to a joke that I couldn't find the punchline to. So that's yeah. even worse. But weddings are big things, I think. You know, big. Yeah. Uh, like baptisms. You know, they're big as well. Yeah. I, again, I'm not. Even if we had kids, I'd probably be like, no, no, baptism. No, it's a free party, isn't it? Well, I guess you can just yeah. like, give him a birthday party. Well, yeah, let's t- let's take the kid to 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 all these people so he can lie in front of them. But isn't that what you're doing with the with the wedding? No, because you, the, you're lying to them because it's about you had to say that you had to be in front of God and you're hardcore Christians. Yeah, but, but you you've can got a separate agenda at the same kind. Exactly, thing. you could we could get married in a civil ceremony. It's more mm. like the the result is exactly the same regardless of the way the ceremony goes, mm. and the result is what we're looking for. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's just kind of yeah. I'd, I'd say the same thing, but yeah, it's like yeah. that you wouldn't get any ulterior um, thing accomplished by baptizing the kid, no. apart from introducing the kid to loads of people. Yeah, in front of God, which is always better. Yeah, yeah. 
Is he watching? <laughs> I'm God, and these are my friends. I don't know. Most most priests I've found have been kind of casual. I'm curious about whether it's going to be a hardcore priest and if he's going to take the um, joke seriously. No, uh, it's his name's Terry, and Terry, mate, is is he is he watching now? Is he watching right now? I just want to know. So, <laughs> I'm wearing black shoes at the moment. It's not. Yeah. It's not what was planned. Was Where something. is he? Where is he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because yeah, he doesn't know me. All families have weird people. <laughs> you must deal with weird alcoholic brother-in-laws and yeah. all that kind of crap. I could just be That's, whoever I want to be. I don't know. He's quite a quiet man and he's retired. Terry! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking scream him. Give me the answers, Terry. Why am I calling you father? <laughs> Messing with my head, Terry. <laughs> Nick, would you mind just letting us get married, please? Yes. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. <laughs> it's about it. me and him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's about Terry. Today is Terry's day. Yeah. Go, Terry. Go. God, Terry, tell us a story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you said you had... Um, yeah, because, like... I understand the logistics of a wedding registry, of, like, trying... To, there are things that you may need for a house, like a kettle or a toaster... Yeah. And you don't want seven toasters and That's That was exactly kettles. it. It's like, I feel like, I don't like the registry thing. I mm. hate it, but I, I don't like being like, well, you buy me these things. This yeah, is what yeah, we yeah. want and don't deviate. Mm. It, it's, it was purely just like, look, it's a wedding. We don't want anything, but people are going to bring things. So we'd rather like say not get something seven useful. toasters. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. ideally we'll like, if people want to bring something that we can, we can have, like money for a honeymoon next year, like a, like a mm. proper like go away kind of thing, yeah. Um, or or like here's a, here's a list of stuff if you're stuck for ideas and mm. you don't want to buy as a toaster, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Here's here's some stuff, but like yeah, it's not so strange because this. Just... I find I just find I feel like a child like giving a list to your parents at Christmas. Being yeah, like, I want yeah. this and this and this. And it's like, Hot Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just find it weird, like, um, the whole buying something for someone's house always feels weird, because, like, I don't know, like... You're imposing your taste on them. Yeah, say it was like like a plate. Yeah. Like, you could probably get away with giving someone a plate, because they can just throw it away. Yeah. And you won't ever notice it. But then, what if later on, there's there's this weird thing about politeness that I never have. Which is just like, say I bought you guys a plate, then yeah. the next time I came round, you yeah. might bring out the plate, and I'm like, that would I'd hate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, this is horrible. Yeah. Just, I'm taking You end up with back. a cupboard of stuff that people have bought you over the years yeah. that you have to get out when they bring around so that they know that you like the thing that they got them, even yeah. though you shoved it in a cupboard because you hate it. Yeah, and it's like, if you don't like it, then that's fine. Yeah. Just fucking put it away. But then it becomes, oh, it would be funny to get something that you can't fit in a cupboard. <laughs> so that like a lion. Inescapable. <laughs> just, like I got them a waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> Indoor waterfall. Yeah. Doesn't work outside. No. So it has to be inside on all the time. Yeah. So yep. just put that somewhere. Just had a drain fitted in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> just, there you go. Deal with it. So I can't, yeah, I just can't, I can't do it because, and it's my it's my own social problems because if someone buys me a gift and I, I, I won't bring it out on for them to make them feel good. No. It would just be like, if we needed a plate, I'll grab a plate. Oh, hey, it's the plate you got. Wait, hey, there <laughs> yeah. you go. 
But yeah, there's that whole kind of social contract of get them a. I mean, oh god, like I got some advice from people, and they were like, yeah. "Here's some links to Etsy and all that kind of." What, Not for me. stuff to buy? Yeah, it's like, get them a wedding album. And I was like, I don't know, offence to the person who advised it to me, but yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, I, One, I I imagine that you could probably do with a wedding album for the, your wedding day to get pictures. You've got photos in frames in your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. So you might want an album, but you might yeah. have your own album. And then again, what at the same time, like something albums. like that is something and that... It's like, yeah, it's like you stuff, choose your yeah, own one. Stuff that the couples like to do. Yeah, so it's yeah, and it just seems like it seems like I'm not a hoarder, despite me, you know, not throwing anything away. I, you know, it's this <laughs> little, little bit. I, I, I like to buy things that are functional, so I'll have yeah. stuff that has a purpose and is reason and it's got yes, reason to be yeah. in there. And a wedding album just seems like a one, as you say, like you're yeah. imposing your style on that other person, mm. even if it is exactly what you know you and Vix would have wanted yeah it's still like that just feels like clutter to me yeah just be like no just put it on a digital photo frame yeah make a website for your wedding or so i don't know <laughs> do something like that so it's just like yeah it, 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 and that's what a lot of the stuff kind of feels like in terms of buying other people gifts that are designed to be part of their house to remember your special day but yeah, to get yeah. you off started yeah kind of just feels weird so <laughs> I've gone for my own type of gift, which is complicated and awkward, which is great, <laughs> you know. Um, but now, yeah, I just I didn't want to get you a thing because it didn't feel, yeah, didn't feel right yeah. in terms of yeah, yeah. So yeah, there would be some kind of thing to do at some point. So this seems like that be might not be as memorable or whatever, but be like, hey, you know, if you got some free time, yeah, and do this kind of thing, I think that could be quite cool. So we can. Sort out and stuff later on. Cool. I'll tell you about it on the day or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think the whole thing about weddings and the whole tradition, the social contract of yeah, not screaming in the church, and, <laughs> you know, kind of getting too drunk and dancing and karaoke. Well, it sounds like I'm saying it negatively, mm. but sounds like a good time. But yeah, it's the the social contract stuff that seems to go wrong. But it's, it goes worse for other people. Right. So the theme of the podcast is horrible, <laughs> horrible weddings and marriages. <laughs> So, so we said before, um, I quite liked it when... <laughs> I want to explain why I find it so funny. I think, one, just in general, I find helicopter crashes hilarious. <laughs> just because the whole thing is so absurd yeah. that it seems to be floating in like complete control, yeah. but then it just... When it goes out of control, it goes way out of control, <laughs> way quickly. Like, it fl- and because of how it flies, it's always chaotically all over yeah. the place. And decapitates so, people. Yeah, and just, like, man, just... it's just crazy. And it's like, don't be so arrogant to think you can fly like a hummingbird. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> just, you have to accept that sometimes things go wrong. Yeah. So I kind of find it funny. Uh, helicopter crashes anyway, in general, funny. This is a previous story. It's still one of my favourite stories of all time. But it... And it's, but it's kind of sick. It's just, <laughs> there was a wedding, the guy was at the altar, and the wife didn't tell anybody, but yeah. she was going to arrive by a helicopter. I remember this one. Yeah. yeah. And her cousin or a family member flew it. It was fog. <laughs> they smashed into a telegraph pole. <laughs> and it's tragic. Yeah. Tragedy. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't, you know, sadness and it's a tra- tra- tragic event. But there was a scene where somebody had to hand a phone to the groom or tell the groom, 
I'm very sorry, <laughs> but your wife is dead. Yeah. And, then, and he's like, oh my God, what yeah. happened? What can I do to help? And they're like, no, she died by a helicopter. Yeah. And then there's like, she got hit by a helicopter. Is it? Well, technically, but she was inside the helicopter when it exploded. So she was in a hell. This bitch <laughs> can't do anything simple and it turned into like another the amount of shock must have been on that groom to be yeah. like I'm so this is a Twilight Zone thing of I don't understand yeah like to, I'd be to try and cope with that in front of everybody I'd insane. have a very surprising phone call if somebody if a friend called me from a helicopter and said hi mate I'm in a helicopter like yeah. that would be surprising enough let alone to not know that they were in one and then find out they died <laughs> And then that kind of weird feeling of like she lied to me. She said she was she went to go get something <laughs> refitted. She was getting in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the other kind of emotional stress of the day and everything just get yeah. and then everyone's just watching this happen. Yeah. And then what do they do? Just mm, okay. Well, you know, do we get our money back? I mean, <laughs> like we bought her helicopter lessons, yeah, and uh, I don't think she's going to use them. Yeah, <laughs> so I think I should refund those. That chaos of it. Um, Isn't hers helicopter lessons? <laughs> yeah. Can I at least get fifty percent of that back? <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it seems hilarious to me because of how ridiculously absurd it is completely. One, helicopters are absurd anyway. Yeah. And then I understand the romance of, you know, arriving by a helicopter and being so extravagant and that. But yeah, it's just <laughs> it went wrong. And it's like, oh, what do you do? What do you do with that situation? <laughs> There's going to be a guy who's like, I can, I can fix this. I can yeah. fix it. Get me a wig. <laughs> I've got this. I'm prepared to commit to this for the next 50 years. It's just not the same. I'm Susan though. now. <laughs> That's what a real best man would do. <laughs> the groom's just like, what's going on? It's like, don't worry. She's dead, but I'm here. <laughs> Let's do <laughs> just to keep up appearances for the day <laughs> until people afterwards fuck it it's so insane <laughs> do you Colin take the Susan <laughs> <laughs> alright yeah, all right. Susan it Susan. Is. not take the not Dave apparently <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave can you give yourself the rings <laughs> But yeah, because the weddings are so extravagant and so much organisation to be required into it, yeah. it's just when something goes wrong, it's so difficult to manage it because, what, there's like 200 people involved or something yeah. like that. So elsewhere in the world, um, a bride <laughs> has weeped for her groom who was killed by an earthquake. Oh, God. So, <laughs> a freak, just an earthquake. By the earth. <laughs> Swallowed into the underworld. Just... <laughs> I stepped before God and got sucked into hell. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't like during the ceremony. It wasn't like, you know, do you take... Oh, where's he gone? It wasn't... It wasn't... wasn't, (laughs) (laughs) It was but literally the day of, I think it was. uh, Sorry, the day before her wedding, a 6.5 magnitude earthquake hit her town, killing the love of her life. Um... 
Before a wedding day uh, awoke as the ground shook violently from the earthquake. It was five in the morning when the quake hit. As people were waking up for morning prayers, it wasn't until after the morning prayers that she and her family saw the aftermath of the earthquake and she began to worry about her groom. So, like, the father of the bride went to go find the rubble and try and find it. It's like, oh, okay. Him and seven of his family members were killed. Oof. That's a, well, you know, at least you don't have to break the news to seven people. No. Yeah, still pretty fucking... Oh, they're all dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Elsewhere, New York-born bride Kim Sjodstrom, S-J-O, Sjods, Sjodstrom, was 36 years old when she married her husband of Greek heritage, Teddy F. Carpides, in Florida. However, her wedding ceremony proved to be the end of her incredibly brief marriage, when she died... Uh, her <laughs> wedding was themed to emulate the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding, but <laughs> ended during her first dance. What? So, <laughs> shortly after they exchanged vows, 43-year-old F. Capides was a carpenter and veteran of the Navy who assumed his new wife was suffering from some kind of diabetic blood sugar fluctuations, but it was more serious than he imagined. Shortly after her symptoms appears, she collapsed and died while dancing. With her husband. I don't know that I like this podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah, I did think that. When I came up with all these, I was like, um, yeah, like, it prob- it's not going to happen to you. Um, but probably. But- <laughs> Why not theme it around, you know, death? Death. <laughs> yeah, but it probably won't happen, you know. You know, there's a medic there. In the first dance. Oh, yeah, during the dance, man. Oh. Fucking intense. <laughs> Fucking insane. Uh, I, there was worse ones. I left out the worst ones. Oh, you keep in the keep them all in. <laughs> I need to know exactly what to look out for. <laughs> Don't dance. <laughs> yeah. <Be> careful. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have an earthquake. <laughs> you doing the, the wait? Yeah. Is there a band doing? First dance and all uh, that. Sh- first dance is like a, is is a uh, pre-recorded track, yeah, yeah, um, and then the band takes over after that. Oh, fair play. But yeah, you're doing a band, yeah, yeah. Any playlist that they're playing, or is it just? No, just we just we, like we we like the stuff they do, so we just right. gave them. We just they're just like, is there anything in particular? We're just like, yeah, learn these two songs or three yeah, songs yeah. that we'd and like to hear, and then the rest. Of it. Yeah, yeah, the rest of don't you. kill us during it if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember all of these, so I'm just going to read on because, you know, whatever happens. Yeah. And elsewhere, Nana McKees of South Africa waited 17 years for her partner of 20 years, Fana Mafumolo, to save up for their marriage. In a strange twist, she died just before the wedding, on the very day of her wedding. Oh. Strangely, she told her husband-to-be that she dreamed of a wedding day death. <laughs> it's always been my dream. <laughs> Oh, if ever I could be so lucky to have a wedding day death. <laughs> she dreamed of a wedding day death a short while before the actual wedding ceremony, but found the, they found the far-fetched idea to be rather amusing and just laughed it off. <laughs> the cake with the little groom crying and the bride lying on the floor. <laughs> like down in the second tier where the six feet under would be. Uh, the engaged couple planning had finished planning the details of the wedding ceremony before... Um, the 42-year-old was suddenly sickened the day before the wedding. 
they finished planning the details the day before, apparently, okay, and decided to check into a nearby hospital. She worsened in her rapidly developing condition and died in the hospital on her wedding day, just an hour before she was due to arrive for the wedding ceremony. Fuck. Jesus Christ. What was um, that? The groom received the news at the church. Oh, so she wasn't with him. Wow. She wa- He wasn't with her when she checked into hospital, which seems odd. It seems like next of kin, let my husband know I'm getting married tomorrow. Yeah. I don't want to stress him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to stress him out. I'll just die. <laughs> The groom received the news at the church, but pulled himself together to honour his deceased wife-to-be, despite the shock. Which is, like, interesting. Like, he didn't lose it crazily. Uh, The distraught but stoic groom asked to still recite the vows and had both rings placed upon his finger in front of several hundred wedding guests who had arrived and chose to remain. So it was definitely a roll with the punch. Yeah. You know, your wife's dead. Well, let's continue the ceremony in her honour. You know, yeah, I'll marry me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Can I marry myself? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but who dreams? I'm of still a getting paid, day? so <laughs> yeah. let's do this. A wedding day, Sit down, Dave. is that a thing? <laughs> Dreaming about it? Just, I mean, uh, maybe it's a lost in translation. I think thing. dreamt, as in, like, yeah, had a random had a, dream, had that a dream, die on a wedding yeah, day, yeah, 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 and then it just not dreamt, as in, oh. Always, yeah. yeah. Elsewhere, killing one's new wife through careless driving right after the wedding reception is a hard way to start the rest of your life. What? Ryan Quinton of Georgia made this terrible mistake and faced the full brunt of the legal system. In addition to suffering a personal tragedy, 25-year-old newlywed bride Callie Dobson of Georgia was killed while leaving her reception. When her new husband lost control of his Pontiac Firebird, (laughs) the car flipped... Um because Quinton allegedly swerved to avoid a dog. <laughs> I was avoiding a dog. Killed my wife. But the prosecution didn't buy that story and he was charged with driving under the influence. Laying drags, reckless driving, vehicular homicide and for weaving on the road. Leave out the last one. Yeah. I think it should end weaving. with vehicular yeah. homicide. And weaving. <laughs> yeah, and he was weaving. <laughs> a subsequent stop for driving under the influence led the revocation of Quinton's bail led to the revocation yeah. at the court's discretion. Quinton was sentenced to 15 years of probation, probation with 90 to 120 days in probation detention, having failed to wear a seatbelt. Oh, he didn't wear a seatbelt when he crushed his wife. And he was weaving. <laughs> weaving with no seatbelt. <laughs> Dobson was tossed from the vehicle and then crushed underneath. Jesus Christ, with no chance to be saved. Her surviving husband faced police investigation and charges. Dobson had been pinned under the car when it flipped and was unable to be saved. So she got crushed to death by a car that her husband was driving. That either she was in and fell out. Yeah, she got, she tossed from the vehicle. So she was like reckless driving. She fell out and then got rolled onto like final destination shit. (laughs) Saw movie shit. You got any drag races going on in your uh, thing that we should have a word with some of the drivers? Nope. (laughs) For that very reason. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not doing any driving on the day. None. <laughs> Don't trust yourself. No. My murder my murderer. No. Um Okay, another story is Dr. George Scott Sampson, a Union Hospital anesthesiologist, married his new wife, nurse Kelly Ecker, and then shot her to death at their home before turning the gun on himself. Alright, well I'm not gonna do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a bit... That's okay, because, like, I know I'm yeah. not going to do that. Yeah. Right? Stab her to death, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Only a few hours after their Indiana wedding ceremony, during the ceremony, a nasty argument over prenuptial agreement details unfolded. Following their reception at their it's wedding a bit venue, late, isn't it? Yeah, leaving it a little last minute. <laughs> Arguing about prenuptial agreements post-nuptials. Yeah, yeah basically, <laughs> the couple hosted a few guests at home. Come home, we'll have a great time. <laughs> Come home, watch me shoot my wife. Yeah. <laughs> However, the aggression between the couples spilled out shamelessly into the home, despite the presence of guests. Oh, oh. he murdered her, even though there were guests. <laughs> How rude. Your Honour, this guy's clearly a dick. <laughs> yeah, he bet he was weaving. <laughs> <laughs> Due to the disturbing spectacle, everyone left the premises once the couple was alone in the house. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. They okay. Can, yeah. But still, I mean, heated argument, I get that you should leave. Maybe he wasn't homicidal, I guess. Soon after the well, guest Well, she was left. still alive up to that point. Yeah. So... You wouldn't but assume like, he was I homicidal. I get the feeling that a homicidal argument is more intense than like a domestic argument. Yeah. Like your run-of-the-mill angry argument between couples. Yeah. Homicide feels stronger, I guess. Yeah, yeah. When the guests left, uh, three emergency calls were made by the wife. The first call made by Eka said she was being beaten. Further calls mentioned that guns were present, and then both of their bodies were found by police upon arrival. Despite circumstances of the wicked tragedy, some explanation can be found in the rapid escalation of tension between the couple and the subsequent departure of guests, creating the opportunity for the bizarre crime. What? Despite the bizarre circumstances, um, it can be explained. The bizarre circumstances of I shot my wife and then turned the gun on myself. It's not a bizarre How circumstance. Bizarre? Murder-suicide is quite known of. It's cut and dry. It's not random. Yeah. It's kind of still a thing, you know. But yeah, there's some support for it. Yeah. So yeah, don't murder your wife and then yourself. <laughs> you, know, you wouldn't be able to go on my fun frolic do adventure day that I've planned. <laughs> <laughs> then you might want to kill yourself. Yeah. Um, again, I haven't read these. I've just kind of seen them and like, that's funny. I'll put that in. I have no idea what this is. Uh, we all know the dangers of alcohol in making even relatively safe situations more prone to risky complications. <laughs> you might get engaged with a lion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, the glassware in which alcohol is served may present an unexpected hazard when coupled with either carelessness or bad luck. I remember now. 33-year-old Brazilian Navy Sergeant Fabio Jefferson Maquil was celebrating at a beachfront reception after exchanging vows with his new wife, Guy's... Who cares about the names? For <laughs> whom he had even built a house. Um, so he built a house for this woman and yeah. then got married. Oh, was... But around 2am, Jefferson was playing around with a bridesmaid when he tipped. I'm assuming that's meant to be tripped. And fell on the beach. What would have been a minor fall caused fatal injuries when the beer glass he stuffed in his trouser pocket broke into shards oh. and cut his arteries. Jesus. <laughs> oh my well, now God. I can't do that. <laughs> No, you can't keep glass in your pockets. <laughs> in your trouser pockets. Maybe a champagne flute. Or a beer bottle. But a glass? Beer bottle, maybe. Yeah, but it felt like a pint glass. But then it's just because I'm I also feel like if I fell on a beer bottle, it probably, probably wouldn't be break. Fine. Yeah. yeah. On a beach. Heavier. Yeah, but I guess with your weight, I guess it depends. But yeah... Well, if it was a champagne flute, I'd understand. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just don't fill your pockets with Don't glass. put glass in your pockets before <laughs> you again, get married. it's a tragedy. It's a mistake. It's something bad that happened with some bad luck. But 
the thing we can learn from this is don't put glass in your pockets. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he bled to death um, before he got to hospital. So oh. there's blood on the beach and everything. There's a few different yeah. So there's a few different ways that you can spoil your wedding. I'm just trying to advise you yeah. on things yeah. that you should don't run over your wife. No, nope. don't go nope. home and kill her and then yourself. No, nope. no. Nope. You know what was the other ones? Don't get in a helicopter. Yeah, don't, don't. Well, get get. Don't fly in fog. Was a big basically. <laughs> don't fly <laughs> fog on your wedding day. <laughs> oh, another thing um, is don't get hit hit in the head by a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, in a bizarre sequence of events. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Steve? Well, he got run over by a boat. <laughs> All right. Were they anywhere so, near water? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, a police officer groom was hit on the head by a speedboat while driving the Philippines with his soon-to-be wife. Diving in the Philippines with his oh. soon-to-be wife. American <laughs> registered nurse. Uh, again, names. Who cares? And yeah. their family scheduled to be married the following day which was also um, the groom's birthday. Campbell, uh, the bride and groom, went diving just before the big day, but disaster struck when a speedboat wrongfully entered the supposedly supposedly safe diving area and smashed Campbell's head as he came up for air. Oh. So he came up to like, ah, boats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like God. a fucking manatee. Just... <laughs> See your husband go up to get air and then just collapse down oh. without a face. Oh. Jesus Christ. The fatally injured Campbell and his fiance opted for a tragic pre-mortem wedding. Uh, so he was taken to hospital. He's barely alive. They're married mm. at the hospital bed oh. before he passed away. Wow. Which is, you know, I get, it's probably the thing that you would do. Yeah. You're going to die. We know you're going to die. Yeah. So let's get married so that, you know. Yeah. I get you know contractually I get all yeah. that stuff yeah I guess and then people you always talk about that and you don't have to wear both rings <laughs> yeah. people always talk about that kind of stuff about how you know when you get married the, you know it's everything split 50-50 or whatever never looked it, into it that much it is if you don't have a will specifying otherwise yeah so you'd have a se- yeah but then if say yeah well I guess you just have to outline what is owned half and half yeah because, yeah, there will come a point where if one spouse is earning more than the other but you and the other person buys something, they're only able to buy it because of the extra income from the other person. Yeah. Then it all gets kind of muddled. Yeah. I guess. So it's easier to just go 50-50 unless you're really possessive. Yeah, or just have, like, I, I don't know, never so we had this situation, but just have, in terms of a joint account, just yeah. be like, you just put in a certain amount each month. Yeah. And then that's where it's all worked from. And we had this with the house money. as well, where you yeah. own um, a percentage of the house that's equal to the percentage of the deposit that you paid. So if we yeah. paid, if we paid a ten grand deposit, but I paid six grand and Vic's paid four grand, yeah, then yeah. I'd own sixty percent of the house and she'd own forty percent. Yeah. But like that was a completely different kind of mortgage thing. We're just like, yeah, no, fuck, no, just fifty-fifty. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, but then my argument would be, well, then you just in the same amount yeah, yeah. to get that done and get that sorted yeah. that seems that seems more, more simple um, but yeah there's another one um, an Israeli couple named I'll go with the names it's easier Gail Tishman and Schiff Fanken were on their honeymoon cruise on a Royal Caribbean international ship when tragedy struck the couple were on a cruise ship excursion near West Bay Rotan where they planned to go ziplining 
Fankin went first and she got stuck halfway down the zipline. Her husband came after her, not realising she was stuck, and slammed into her to death. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so just zipline. He, he, he rapidly accelerated towards his wife to oh, his own death. God. And like a kid getting stuck in a slide. Yeah, and then someone else just powering um, both Tishman and Fankin's ribs were broken and emergency workers transported the couple to hospital. Unfortunately, Tishman did not survive the incident. Um, the commander of the fire department told the Washington Post the young man complained he couldn't breathe. Complained? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't just tell you. Oh, you no, didn't he didn't complain. <laughs> he was evaluated in the ambulance and was given oxygen. Guerrero was informed the next day that Tishman died. While the exact cause of death has not been released, a Honduras radio station... Said it could have been a brain hemorrhage. Well, the local radio station <laughs> said it could have just been fucked up head. I don't yeah. know. It could have been anything. <laughs> so yeah, don't um, don't zipline. Death either. by slamming. <laughs> death by death by wife. I guess. Yeah. Just that's just a badly designed zipline as well. If you're stopping halfway, through. yeah, and well, then they let you go afterwards. Yeah, you would. I always thought. It's different health and safety regulations yeah. depending on where you are, isn't it? It's yeah. like we went to a water park and fucking when we were in Mallorca, and it's like this is not safe. <laughs> but let's go on everything. Yeah. But this isn't safe. Yeah, but let's just do it anyway. Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh dear, I guess it's not. Yeah. Um, so those are all the deaths that I could find. All right. Uh, with regards to weddings. Yeah. Um, I looked for honeymoon deaths. There, there was somebody were boring. This. Oh, they just drowned. No, oh, is that all it was? Yeah. Not boring. hit by a boat. No, not hit yeah. by a boat in the face. Not no. killed one on a zipline. <laughs> Nothing as amazing as those. Uh. Um, but there was a site that I found, because people's views of marriage is strange. I think it's all bred out of, uh, you know, just life experiences of what people have said and yeah. what people have done. But there are, so, there are people who are... Uh, there are people who feel that if they don't get married in their lifetime, then they haven't done it right they've missed something up or they've yeah. something up or you need to be married to have kids or you need to be married to show your love all these kind of, there's yeah. a weird connotation and again like that's the social it's just road, yeah, social traditions the social road that you have to go down yeah. and that's the you have to work nine to five and you have mm. to eat five veg a day and you have to yeah. get married and then have three kids and then was it 2.4 children Two, and yeah yeah do all that kind of stuff um but it's always been it's always weird because the pressure that it puts... People just don't want to let anything come naturally anymore, basically, is mm. what I think. People manufacture their own existence. Like I was saying you know, two weeks ago now about diet, Like most people just eat what they think they should be eating yeah. because that's what they had yesterday. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, hang on. What if you're, if you're not enjoying this, don't do it. Like, yeah. There's just no... You know, I'm going to do this. And, oh, you always put you know, this amount of garlic on a steak because that's what brings out the... It's, like, well, no, it's going to be different every... T- just figure yeah. it out on the day instead of trying to manufacture your own happiness, I guess. That sounds negative. <laughs> Don't manufacture your own happiness, but seek out and learn about your own happiness. It's probably yeah. the, maybe the kind of thing that I'm saying. Yeah. So <clears throat> I know so many people who, uh, more, more the case now, just want babies. Mm. So they'll just do anything they can to get a baby in the yeah. worst possible way. Yeah. And they'll yeah. just be, they'll have a, they'll have a Tinder date and try and get pregnant on it. 
Yeah. Or they'll do... And it, or, it's because they just want a baby because they think the same way that marriage was seen probably a little bit longer ago was seen as the answer to everything. Mm. Well, if I have a baby, that's my own little friend and then I can show... You know, that becomes my talking piece and I don't have to worry about my own troubles anymore because now I have to look after the baby. Yeah. Yeah. And all the big... You know, fat can re- rekindle family ties and... Can, having a baby is a big life decision. Yes. But it's being taken very lightly, I think, at the moment by so many people. And it's so terrifying. Mm. I'm just like, I'm just... Yeah, very... That would It wouldn't be the worst thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Because I want to have kids, but mm. I want to have them in the right... It's important to me that I do well in regards to rearing children. Yes. And yeah. if I'm forced into it, by someone who I don't very well know, that's gonna yeah. um, that's gonna make that more difficult. Yes, yeah. So it's like I'd rather have more control of that situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But people do so. People do that with kids. That's terrible. There's nothing we can do about that because it's kind of what's going on. But people had it with marriage, and that's why you get people marrying people for bad reasons. Yeah, and just marrying people because they feel they want to get married or they mm. want to. You know, I want to well, just because should, they want the like, ceremony. Yeah. What should we do now? Yeah, and it's like, what? stop trying to... Well, there's a line in Pulp Fiction about awkward silences, about how, why can't anyone just sit in silence and just, you know, just enjoy it? Mm. Why do you have to fill the silence? Yeah, like, That's yeah, what yeah. makes it problem, problematic. And I think that's the same thing with, with a lot of people with life. They can't be. They have to constantly try and... Uh, Assange... Assange their um, insecurity about their own lives. They yeah. just keep remedy it and be like, oh yeah, but we're getting married uh, in June. So anyone who had any ideas that we weren't a perfect couple, well, you know, let's get married in June. So that's, yeah. that's that solved. It's like, oh my God. All right. like, no. I know plenty of divorcees. Yeah. And then people thinking that marriage is going to solve yeah. something. And as you said, maybe it doesn't change very much. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it very well could do because the big ceremonial ritual of it could change yeah. your frame of I'm, mind. I'm sure something might feel different. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I don't envision it changing our like day to day. Yeah. Because we've, we've been a couple for it's six years now. Mm. Um, and like we've been, we've, we've only been living together in our own place for a couple of months, but mm. I don't envision marriage changing like what that means. What's the little differences of like when you tell people that it's not your fiance, it's your wife. Yeah, it's just, like it becomes a different thing because it does become a different thing. I mean, it's yeah. the same. I mean, it's not as you know dramatic and life changing because when I got a dog. Yeah. Um, but when I start <laughs> telling people that I've got a dog, yeah, and then you know coming up with her name and all that kind of stuff, yeah. talking about there's a different psychological thing coming because you kind of you are fulfilling an ancestral role by yeah. looking after someone. Probably be the same thing when taking on another kind of role. Yeah. In terms of my wife and that kind of stuff, so I yeah. imagine that will instill some yeah. kind of psychology yeah. in your genes somewhere that will do something, but it won't solve problems on its own. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who tend to think that if we just got married, everything would be fine. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I said, I said, wife, as in referring to Vix for the first time today, and it did feel different. Yeah, it did feel weird because like, uh, it was just my, um, I've, I've, so I've like booked a week off next week, and my boss mm. was like, "Oh, are you are you just going like where, where are you going fucking about this time?" It's like, "Well, I'm, I'm going on holiday with my wife." Yeah, it's yeah. like that's that's different. That feels. Yeah, that yeah. does feel different. And then John Mulaney does a bit about how um, well the biggest benefit that he got married was like when he got upgraded on a flight, 
um, he would turn it. He would just turn it like, "Can my girlfriend come?" Yeah, and yeah. And I was like, "I'm taking my wife with me." <laughs> <laughs> and society's like, "Yeah, right. It's his wife. Yeah, yeah. It's not his girlfriend." So, no, no exactly. Like, we understand. Yeah, people, t- it's almost like uh, a thing, like where people take your relationship more seriously. Yeah, I've yeah. never, I've, I've, I've only said fiance a handful of times. Yeah, most often than more often than not, I'll up for like partner. Yeah, um, but fiance always felt weird. Yeah, because that's like really that feels showy. Yeah, it feels like you're drawing attention to it. Yeah, whereas you're not drawing attention to your wife. It's just that. She's, yeah, I own her. Can she come with me? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, turn a, I don't know, a drone on or something. But yeah. there is also another attitude about yeah. So I believe in marriage. I believe in whatever. You know, if it if it feels like a right thing to do, I think there's loads of benefits to it and all that. Yeah. But there's definitely an attitude of no to getting married, especially the website nowife.com, <laughs> um, which is um, kind of, well, it's not disturbing, but it's what you expect. Uh, so on the right-hand side, there's a table. Uh, first thing, marriage turns to crap no matter what you do. At best, it's a tedious bore. At worst, a living hell. <laughs> with financial ruin thrown in for good measure. <laughs> what? So if you just want to... Right. Yeah, Nowife.com. Yeah. No I mean. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes down all these really weird... I mean, I, I, you can kind of understand what it's trying to say, but it's got so much bitterness in it. It's yeah. crazy. So I'm, I'm on the frequently asked questions of the website. <laughs> um, what what is, is a wife? <laughs> what is nowife.com about? Yeah. Well, the purpose of the nowife.com website is to allow men to better understand two very important issues that get very little attention. Number one, four out of five men regret getting married. Uh, which is, uh, which they go on to prove is kind of not the case. But they I was, kind of I was draw, where the fuck are they getting they that number divorce from? Divorce rate is around 60%. That's not four out of five. But they're claiming that remaining married men are stuck in sexless marriages with nagging and bitching wives. <laughs> Jesus this is, but this is like. But they choose not to divorce because they're afraid of being wiped out financially. So right. one, they're already fucking up because that sixty percent is not all men divorcing women. It yeah. can be women divorcing men as well, and yep. it could be men who regret being divorced rather than regret yeah. being married. Where's he getting four out of five men regret getting married? Well, what he's saying is that divorce is sixty percent. Right. So that's 60% of men don't want to get married. So that's three out of five. Right. And then the further 20% is people stuck in marriages because they don't want to get financially ruined. By right. So he's just interpreted facts to mean whatever the fuck yeah, he wants. He's just, he's just round through his yeah. stuff. Uh, secondly, foreign women from Latin America, Eastern Europe and Asia make much better wives than American or Western European women. Right. An American woman or a Western European woman has several fundamental problems that will never go away and that will get much worse a few years after she's married. Her inherent anti-male bias and preoccupation with fairness. (laughs) Preoccupation with fairness. (laughs) That was drilled into her at high school, college, and through the media. Her constant confrontations and trying to prove herself and to make a point. But if that bugs you, then you're marrying the wrong person. Because you know this stuff about them before you get married, right? Her problem is her constant confrontations and trying to prove herself. And she keeps on trying to make a point. Well, that's not going to work in this marriage. (laughs) Jesus Christ. 
um, uh, is still ranting on about foreign women. Her self-centeredness, her ridiculously high expectations, her sense of entitlement, her high maintenance, superficial and stuck-up attitude, her snootiness and her sense of superiority. This princess syndrome means that she will always think that she's better than you and that she deserves... And that she deserves and she is entitled to whatever she wants for you. Also, her general mental instability and psychological disorders kind of feels like you're starting to project quite a lot through yeah. the whole of this, man. Yeah. <laughs> They're all fucking mental. They don't listen. They all want to be fair. So this isn't, this isn't nowife.com. This no. is no long-term partner.com. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with the Christian ritual of it all. It's just this guy... Um, doesn't yeah. like women. Yeah, it's <laughs> not so much nowife.com as it is myexwife.com. Yeah. Like, it's just very specific to his situation. It's like, I'm just, yeah, I wouldn't want to marry this bitch either. <laughs> like, for, like, you found but someone I, but, that isn't suited to but you. But it's just it's st- her constant confrontation and trying to prove herself and to make her point. If you don't why want she, them to make a point, what do you want them to do? Why is <laughs> she having to constantly confront you? But why? Why is she having? Why is she, why is her trying to prove herself a problem? Yeah, it's just, I want someone to let them prove themselves. Yeah. You want a docile nobody to do nothing? Exactly. I guess you do. Yeah, you want you want a housewife. Uh, another frequently asked question is: Is this website for real? Uh, yes, this absolute this website is very serious. Most men are in denial about this subject until they're already trapped. Do yourself a favour. Don't delude yourself by thinking that you're different and it's not going to happen to you. Again, this is dead serious. Marrying a modern Western woman will probably be the biggest regret of your life. Right. Okay. Good lord. <laughs> uh, but my girlfriend's great. That's another question. Well, well, a modern Western woman is fine for a short-term relationship, particularly if it's mostly focused on sex. The problems start <laughs> after the marriage, particularly after you have children. A modern Western woman is raised to become an awful wife. <laughs> Nothing can be done about it. The problems are in her head and they are 100% incurable and only get worse the more you're with her. Marrying a Western, modern Western woman is the game you simply do not want to play. It's o- The only possible outcome is that you become a loser. Whereas this guy is and an absolute his, treat. But then he promotes his book. <laughs> <laughs> Read my book. <laughs> It'll be the best time you'll ever spend on this subject. <laughs> My book. book. Just this bitch. <laughs> I haven't clicked on this. I need to find out what it is. <laughs> oh, the link's bit. The link goes nowhere anymore. Oh, <laughs> the book's it's gone. been pulled. <laughs> All those feminists protesting oh, against God. it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's just that's just a whole website of psychological disorder. Yeah, and it's un dealt with emotions and anger and not being able to deal with it. But yeah, he goes on to say stuff like, you know, if you're going to get married, marry a foreign woman for a child because you get better, I don't know, tax benefits. <sighs> that she'll appreciate you more because she's, I don't know, different cultures. It's such insanity, but it came up with, with a very simple search. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I believe in wives, I believe in yeah. marriage and all that. Um, but yeah, there are definitely some people um, who don't. One of the other quotes on this page is, if I ever think I want to get married, I'll just find a woman I don't like and buy her a house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and again, you could not get married whilst not being insane. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to get married. No. So just don't 
he's, maybe he's reacting to the pressure of getting married, but then it's like, don't care. Just fucking leave it alone. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. No one's making you do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definitely cases of uh, marriage has gone wrong, but then you can either focus on playing by the odds, because I still think the divorce rate is you know, high or something like that, percentage-wise. Yeah. So you can play the odds if you want, but then... You know, most it's, people die in car crashes, so don't yeah. get a car. It's more you know, figuring out why want. they're high. Like, if, <laughs> well, it's more just following what it is you want to do. Yeah. As opposed to trying to do what people expect you to do. Yeah. That's where it gets problematic, is if you start marrying people because you've been together X amount of time and your friends are like, well, you should get married someday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, then I guess we'll get married. It's like, but no, it's like... You actually want... To do this, like d- divorce rates of, are, are like re- are like way higher than they were in like the sixties or something, mm. and you could put that down to a social stigma or like like say like oh you used to be really looked down on and if if you're a divorcee and you're not any more as much like you don't you mm. don't really get shamed for it like you feel shame because you've been part of a failure. Yeah. Or whatever, but you're 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 not shamed publicly. Like, yeah, it's divorce. It's just one of those things that happens. Some things just don't work out. But the other way of looking at that is that with the social stigma, people didn't want to get divorced, so they worked on their relationships. It wasn't all just oppression. In the good circumstances, and, yeah. and it wasn't all just oppression. It wasn't all just that everyone was mm. content with being miserable because they didn't want to be apart. It was just like, well, no, we we made a commitment and we need to work on this. So, like. You could say that people the 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 high divorce rate is just people who are much happier to just give up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because and then there's, there's no pressure not to anymore. But then there's also more opportunity to meet new people. I mean, like if you're in a village, like they didn't really speak with outsiders, and like pretty soon all the couples are built up, and there's no more single people. It's not a case of like, oh well, I guess this is just my wife now. Yeah. Whereas now, you're like, oh, there's a woman in Peru. Yeah. He messaged me yesterday. Yeah. So maybe she's the answer. Yeah. A nice you know. non-Western foreign lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that my, my general current thinking about a lot of stuff at the moment is just people seem to be doing things because they're being told that they should. I mm. mean, I, I saw something the other day about um, uh, a mob, like a, an angry mob, and they were like at a court hearing. And they're like booing someone they wanted hung, right, in the streets. Yeah. Ima- the, what the society is now is that person who's part of that mob in that environment who's screwing for someone to be hung is now being interviewed and being asked to talk about stuff. And as I've said before, they're, they're, I think the people fall into a lot of different camps. I think you've got the average person who's kind of in the middle with everything. I think you've got leaders and you've got followers. Mm. And then I think you've got um, articulate people and non-articulate people. And you've got people who want to change something and people who just want to fit in yeah and i think that the people who just want to fit in in those mobs they're saying stuff that doesn't make any sense but because it, it connects with the other people who are in the same boat because that's the average the it has to make logical sense that the average person just wants to fit in because otherwise the average person would be sticking out and would be unique you got no the average is what's making everything work and then you got the outliers that are kind of adding to stuff also damaging stuff and kind of mm. poking and prodding but the average person just wants things to get along yeah it's like that yeah, yeah. And, and then how you deal with it but the fact that yeah now that person's being given a microphone and he goes like some it's not that some people don't have the right to speak it's that you should go like some people don't know how to think things through 
Mm. So they're just making noise, just as you would if you were at a, a lynching. You're like, you know, hang them, hang them. Yeah. Like, and then someone asks you. I, I tried to think if there was an example about wrestling, because that feels like the wrestling <laughs> audience. Like, yeah. if you went up to them and said, what do you think? Yeah. But I think the environment of wrestling, at least from the outside, is like, <laughs> everyone knows what's going on. Yeah. And it's all about enjoyment. So yeah. they're like, hey, you know, I'm just here with my kid having a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, you know, they're going to kill Triple H or whatever the <laughs> fuck. You know, there's none of that kind of wild You do find the deluded people thing. now and again who still, like, have entirely bought in. Yeah. And, like, just believe that it's all real and everything. But so. then there's that, there's that, I think, uh, that's what I think is different, is you can buy into it, but you can also step away from it as well. Yeah. Is I think what the majority of people do with the majority of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's just yeah, people who aren't not. It, it sounds weird because I'm kind of saying that there are some people who should you shouldn't listen to, but that's not that's not what I'm intending to say. I'm trying to say that not everyone is speaking correctly yeah. about themselves. They don't understand themselves. They don't know what they're talking about. Just as most people, all people don't know what they're talking about most of the time. And it's only when they take some deep time to think about it and go, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go for this. And I think that transcends into one about thoughts and talk and social media to work and people working jobs they don't want to work and then complaining when other people have jobs that they enjoy. Mm. And then you've got that with relationships as well. You've got people who uh, feel pressured into getting married, so they get married and then not you know, it's obviously no, no, new, no, but, no. Yeah, but it's just people don't think things through in a lot of stuff. Yeah, and that results in things not working out if you're yeah. blindly going into situations. Mm. So yeah, you can either play by the numbers, which means not doing anything new, original, or anything like that. Just mm. kind of doing what you think others expect you to do, or you just go like, you know what? I don't. I I have discovered this about myself, and I'm just going to do that. Yeah, regardless yeah. of whatever's going on elsewhere. And uh, yeah, I think that's. I think that's how everyone should operate. I don't know whether it's how everyone, whether society would function if it was, if everyone just went their own separate ways. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, just figure out what works for you and then figure out how that works. Yeah. Do it. If you like, <clears throat> I tried to understand what politicians actually are. This rant's going everywhere. Right? But <laughs> try and understand what politicians are. And I've, I've always said that I don't really understand politicians. I think it's kind of redundant. I understand what they're kind of doing. But if I, it doesn't seem like effective change to me. Mm. So I thought, well, if someone asked me if I wanted to change the world, how would I do it? My solution isn't to go out there and try and fix the world on, on large. It'd be like, well, I'm going to create my own little corner of the world. Yeah. And that corner of the world is starts off at my house. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, if I wanted to help somebody in, within my house, I would help them as much as I could and try and do that and try and make that a better place. Yeah. And then slowly make it bigger in terms of extending hands overseas, not overseas, but to neighboring houses and then yeah. slowly getting that environment a little bigger. Yeah. But most people just go like, no, well, then the, then the NHS wouldn't wouldn't work, would it? You go like, okay, well, it might not work if everyone did what I'm doing yeah. or what I think, but I don't well, think the, the average person wants that. I think the average person just wants to fit in and have everything work. Yeah. But then, but like, little things little things work in ripples and work in waves. So, like, even, even the, like, oh, that wouldn't fix the NHS. It's like, well, this lady next door was going to get a prescription for paracetamol. I've got some paracetamol, so I just gave them to her. Yeah. And now that saved the NHS a couple of quid. And on a mass scale, that's fucking massive. Like you, it's it, everything works in ripples. It all works in waves. Like I, it's, I, it's, it's, I, yeah. I'm all about like just affecting your individual bubble and just yeah. stop trying to change the fucking world. But then, yeah, and then there's this idea that you're trying to change the world by tweeting something or raising awareness or something. Yeah. I mean, I saw 
Trevor Noah at the moment. He was a, a South African comedian. He's, he now does the Daily Show. Yeah, yeah. He's under fire because of a tweet he made five years ago. Mm-hmm. And the only way that I can think that you would find that is if you were looking for something to bring somebody down. Yeah. By going through someone who I'm assuming tweets regularly mm. five years yeah. to find a joke. That he's, he's, then, he's then said, yeah, I made that joke five years ago. I regret it. And I chose never to make a joke like that again. Yeah. And I haven't. So what's going on? Yeah, exactly. But they're looking to change the world because they found a tweet. They're always in search so, of no, shit like it's that. Not it's not how you change the world. It's like the the gay wedding cake thing. Like they yeah. they searched for a bakery that wouldn't sell them a cake, and yeah, then they, they made that the story. Yeah, they, they tried were... to find a villain. They tried to find a problem because they already think they have the solution. So instead of having the solution and enforcing it, they're trying to create a problem so that they can get more for solving it. Yeah. But basically, just stop trying to impress everybody else. I mean, yeah. it sounds cliche, but just figure out what it is you want to do. And yeah, just do, focus on that. Do what works for you. And if that's marriage, then that's marriage. Well, I was if saying, it's not, yeah, exactly. it's not. Well, it, yeah, whether it's just the person that you're with, if you don't want to be with them, don't be with them. If you don't want to eat, I don't know, a certain type of food, stop eating that certain type of food. Yeah. If you feel like, if you want to stop smoking, just stop, focus on stopping smoking. Mm. It's just that it becomes so much more. People just, it bankrolls into all these other stuff like, oh yeah, but everything, look at how unmanageable the world is. Yeah. You're like, yeah, but just bring it all back down. It's not going to, all the world's problems won't be solved whether or not you get married. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I think that's the, that's the whole thing. Why you get people like that website who are just like, oh, I got married and I, th- and she stood up for herself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's horrible. You know, I should have married a Peruvian. Yeah. Okay, if that's <laughs> what you think. All right, fair enough. You do what you want, but I hope people know who... Yeah, I, I don't think you'd be able to keep that level of rage under wraps, I guess. No, no. It'd be too overseeming. But then there's also people who just want to get married and... Like, so my, my dating experiences in the past when people who just want someone to watch Carnation Street with every week... And it's like, you would take anybody. Yeah. I mean, and I don't want to, that's not my meaning of life. No. So you, but you'll at find the same time, yeah, you'll find someone that is. Yeah. But that one person could be a bad person, could end up yeah. in divorce, could be end up as boring as you, could work out, could yeah. be great. But yeah, don't lock yourself off from, don't put barriers on your potential for happiness. Yeah. Like I've said before about people like with dating restrictions about, I don't date white people. It's like mm. okay, if that, if, but why are you putting walls up? Yeah, why are you, you know, you, yeah, all you're doing is limiting your potential for happiness. If you're looking for a partner, but you won't date partners with eyelashes longer than three millimeters. Yeah, okay, but you're you're putting yourself in that box, the same as you're saying you'll never get married. Like okay, but you, I, I don't understand how you can think that. Yeah, because unless you know the future, you just you're going to create a self fulfilling prophecy. So just. Focus on what you enjoy as opposed to what you think other people want you to do. Mm. Because that's basically that's basically what it is. Yeah. I think it was John Lennon who said, um, fuck it. <laughs> 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 oh, I got, um, I got new mixer and uh, microphone and stuff. Oh, and, yeah? And uh, yeah, I'm going to start playing got, around with... Which, which mic did you have? I don't know roads. It was the was it the one, the one I sent you? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Seems pretty good. Yeah, seems pretty cool. And uh, yeah, got some stuff set up. So I'm gonna try out some stuff. But yeah, might try some more productiony kind of inputs as we approach episode a hundred. Yeah, 
Like to add some new kind of new kind of shazazzle. Awesome. That could be cool. Well, I have to try and yeah, I have to try and sort one out as well then. But this is dependent on if you get hit in the head by a boat. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because that's you, I don't need a new microphone for that. But you, you still want to get married? Yeah. You're not tempted to just run away and get hit by a boat. Yeah, Go I'd be get tempted. in a helicopter. I'd be tempted all the way, all the yeah. way, just because of anything. Yeah. Just because it's just that as soon as that thought goes in my mind of why don't you just start screaming? Yeah. It goes, oh, maybe, maybe I should. <laughs> maybe that's what I should do. Go find a nice woman in Peru. A lot of earthquakes in Peru. <laughs> <laughs> very organised, very assassination. <laughs> earthquakes. They've <laughs> been trained in the arts. The dark arts earthquakes. Summoned by the sarcophagus <laughs> juice carbonated Red Bull or whatever the fuck it is. And Jeff Goldblum. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. never escaped. People love him. But yeah, so if you survive your wedding, I guess we'll yeah. probably pick it up again. Yeah, 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 yeah. We will. Yeah, it goes. Cool. All right. Yeah. Like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll see you there. Uh, well, yeah. With your shoes. For more episodes the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.